You can just introduce the podcast. Do you remember what it's called? Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> you know what? I think I should change the name to podcast. Jen feels good sometimes. So close. Do you want to take a stab at it? Yeah, I do. Jen feels good sometimes. <laughs> I think that answer has already been taken. <laughs> Didn't I just say that? Jen feels better. Sometimes? No. It's Jen Gotch. Theo's. No. Jen Gotch. Is better. Ooh. Is best. No. Jen Gotch is. Okay. <laughs> sometimes. That's okay. Yeah. Excellent. Jen Gotch is okay. Jen Gotch is okay. Sometimes. sometimes. So, so much of what I'm doing personally and professionally with the podcast, with Bandeau, and with the book I'm writing is really to get as many people as I can to a place of good mental health. I think it's an important distinction to make that you can suffer from mental illness and still maintain good mental health. Just look at me, for example. Now, that's not to say every day is going to be amazing. We definitely need bad days to recognize the good ones. It does mean that your illness and even just your particular set of circumstances that might be getting you down don't have to put a limit on how good you can feel. You are in control here. And there are a ton of things you can be doing right now, like right now, starting today, to help you begin to feel better. So please listen, take notes, and consider adopting some of these habits. All right, here we go. Hello, world. (laughs) I was trying to figure out how to be like, hello, Los Angeles, or hello, listeners. But then I was like, let's just, let's broaden. Let's let's shoot for the stars. Okay, so we want to feel better. Great. This, This episode is actually based off a conversation I had with one of my very favorite people on the planet who will remain nameless, but you know who you are. And she was not, she wasn't feeling great. And like many people, myself included, she was feeling overwhelmed at the proposition. (laughs) Here we go. Wow. I don't even, I think I'm a minute in and I'm already unsure of a word. So that's cool. The task at hand, feeling better is so overwhelming. It's like what do I even do? And obviously I was like, uh, sit down. I can tell you exactly what to do because I've been, uh, I've been trying to feel better (laughs) since I was born and I actually think I'm getting closer. Now that doesn't mean that I always feel good. Um, or that I stop doing things like negative self-talk and self-sabotage and all that. Cause I'm a person and I'm not perfect. Hopefully you've already listened to that episode. Um, the myth of perfection. But anyways, these are the, these are the basics. This this is, this is what we talked about and she found it very helpful. And so I was like, let me record an episode about it. Also, let me just say that I feel like each of the thing, each of the things I'm going to talk about could probably have their own episode. So if you if you're like, yeah, I want to know more about that, Jen, please tell us more. You know I will oblige because I love to talk and I'm always trying to think about what's the next best thing to talk about. I got distracted for a second because I'm recording this in my bedroom, in my studio bedroom. Um, we're the only cool thing that happens in there, in there, in here, where we is, where we are is me recording. Nothing else cool could be recorded in here. So I turned my fan off because I couldn't tell if it was making noise or not. And I got distracted by the sweat that is um, starting to congregate in the back of my legs and then drip down the legs. So yeah, I don't have central air. Hashtag Forbes. Okay. So this is also kind of the order in which I would approach the feeling better. You know, there's, 
for me, I think some of these things I was doing when I was younger, but I really kind of jumped into therapy pretty quickly. And then, um, obviously like medication and stuff, which I, which I all, I'm a huge believer in. You already know that. Um, and if this is the episode you started listening to me with, well, guess what? I love therapy and I love psychiatry and I love pretty much anything that will help. I'm, I'm always trying new things, but I think some of this stuff is easier. It might be less expensive. It could yield immediate positive results. And then you can gain some emotional intelligence and some self-awareness and then take all that with you to therapy. And it might cut the amount of time that you have to spend there. So that's what I would recommend. Who am I to say? Just a middle-aged woman who been battling this stuff for a long time. Anyways, you know, something that's come up a lot and came up in our conversation was like really what is true wellness and self-care because there's this, you know, trend of self-care and listen, I have a consumer products business, so I understand like how appealing that is to just dig into candles and bubble bath stuff and scrubs and face masks and, you know, just There's a danger in identifying that as true self-care. I think it's a piece of it. Absolutely. I always feel better after a bubble bath than I did before. I always feel like I did something nice for myself when I scrub my face and put on a face mask and, and take care of my skin and my body and my insides. But I, I, think, there, I think the idea that that's going to solve the problems is a little, a little off. And the, uh, the sense that in my mind, you can just, you may just be putting a bandaid on something and you should deal with the issues. Now, whilst dealing with the issues and dealing with stress, like for sure, unwind, take care of yourself, but like identify why you're doing it and, and try and dig deeper. You know, the other thing is I think there's, you know, the whole idea of just like binging on Netflix and eating pasta and drinking wine and that being self-care because like, you know, staying in is cool and being, you know, being alone is cool and, and just like having these small indulgences is fine. But as someone who does this exact same thing when I'm feeling bad, I think it, there's a fine line between calling that self-care and, identifying it as potentially self-destructive, especially when you think about the effects of like emotional eating and drinking too much alcohol and just like avoidant behaviors in general. So again, I wouldn't go extreme with any of this, but I, but that was part of the foundation of what, what, what the conversation was is like, well, first of all, let's not kid ourselves about, you know, self-care and, and self-destructive behavior. So, okay. So we identified that. Great. When I think about self-care and wellness, there, there are a few questions I ask myself right out of the, right out of the gate to see if there aren't some adjustments I could be making immediately. What is my diet like right now? What am I putting into my body? Is it good, bad, both? Is it more bad than good? Is it more good than bad? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I getting too much sleep? Is my sleep being disruptive? Am I going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time every day? Because that's actually super important and not as fun on the weekends when you want to sleep in, um, but it does help. I'll ask myself, how much stress do I have? More than usual? Can I eliminate any of it? What am I doing to counteract the stress? What am I doing to manage and relieve some of the stress? Are the things I'm doing to relieve the stress counterintuitive, like what I was talking about before? Like, am I drinking to relieve the stress? Am I just stay, staying in bed? Yeah, sure, because <laughs> we're people and that's what we do. But, you know, what what are... What else am I doing that that actually might be a bit more responsible? Uh, I actually had a doctor, you know, a few years ago, 
maybe two years ago. Gosh, maybe it was even just like a year and a half ago. I don't know. I was in a really, really bad place. Uh, work was very stressful. We had just hired a bunch of people. I think I might have mentioned this before. But anyways, it, you know, the company was growing. I was not prepared mentally, physically, emotionally for the work that was being done. I also, Andrew had left. You know, we we were getting a divorce. I had some friendships change. And now I definitely know I said this before, but one thing you'll find out about me is like I have seven stories that I like to tell over and over again. So consider us best friends if you've heard this before. Um, I just was in a really compromised place and I was getting sick and I was just heading down a bad path. Oh, also, I hadn't really addressed the part where um, I had mental illness and I had stopped taking my medication for five years and that that might be causing me a problem. And, and so, and I really wasn't ready to deal with all of that, but I went to the doctor cause I was like, I gotta get some blood work done. I need to see what's going on. Why am I so tired? Why am I so sad? Why am I so stressed? And she was like, you, you have to have fun. Like you have to schedule it in. And this is a, this is a whole separate podcast, but something the girls and I were talking about at work, um, well, the girls and couple guys, work-life balance, which, which is another like quote unquote self-care sort of thing where it's like, oh, you know, work-life balance, like party and work and party and work. But, but I think it's more than that. I think if you can, if you're, if you're so committed to work and you like prioritize it, like you have to do the same thing for your, for the fun and the enjoyment and the stress relief. Like you can't keep rescheduling that, which is something I did a lot, um, because I love work, but I have a standing date with fun every Wednesday night from six to nine. And I've had that on my calendar for like a year and a half and it definitely makes a difference. So what else do I ask myself? Hmm. Oh, So again, like thinking about truly taking care of myself, one thing that happens to me, and I know this probably happens to you too, is, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of (laughs) self-shaming. Like, you know, when you're, when you're younger and you're living at home, your parents do a great job of, they're not trying to shame you, but you know, accountability, like, are you being responsible with money? Did you do your laundry? Did you brush your teeth? Um, <laughs> I like, I like to imagine like 22 year old me with my mom being like, but did you brush your teeth? But you know what I mean? So anyways, I, I have found, and this was a pivot that I only made recently, um, was like the thing, the things that actually feel like responsibilities, like, um, hanging up my clothes when, when there's clothes on the floor or folding my laundry right away and putting it away or, uh, taking rotting vegetables out of my fridge <laughs> or getting my car washed or unpacking my suitcase. This is a big one. Unpacking the suitcase when you like within 24 hours of getting home from a trip, I used to wait like two, three months or just like until the next time I needed the suitcase. And I would just forget that I had the clothes that I had in there and just use other clothes. But I, you know, that, that's sort of like the dry, boring stuff, but I found that it made a huge difference for me to just, oh, one of my friends uh, told me, make your bed every day. And I was like, that's not cool. And she's like, just try it. Try it for a week. Make your bed when you get up. And maybe a lot of a lot of you already do that, but I was definitely not a, I was like, who, who do I have to impress? It makes a huge difference to get into a made bed at night um, or like really, really identify what you're like, Hygiene? I don't know. Whenever I say hygiene, I think of like scrubbing intimate regions of my body. Anyways, but it's like, you know, commit to washing your face every night. And then maybe you do by yourself like some nice face wash and a nice toner and mask and and like commit to that and then do it and then see how good you feel because you really do. And, and, you know, holding yourself accountable and then proving yourself right, like that you can do it is is great and important. Another thing that you can do that is free is look at, um, just like some, look, look at your perspective 
employee optimism. I made a, des- a decision, and I'm I'm going to do an episode on this because I because optimism is very important to me and has um, framed my life and my career, and my whole perspective is seen through the lens of like hope and optimism. Um, and that's hard, especially now it's hard, but I remember being around some very pessimistic people when I was like 17, 18. And I was just like, this isn't going to go anywhere. And I made a conscious shift to just, uh, see the glass half full. I can't tell you what an impact that had on my life. And it was free and I could just do it by telling myself I'm going to do it. So I would do that. I would also, Look at the relationships you have and decide if those are toxic relationships or if those are fulfilling relationships. And if they're toxic, you might have to break up. And that that could be a friend. That could be someone you hang out with at work. That could be a boyfriend, a girlfriend, you know, um, it could be a family member, are they are they lifting you up? Are they encouraging good behaviors or are they encouraging bad behaviors? You know, that was something else I did when I when I really did make the commitment to like I need to feel better. My I wallowed in some sadness for at least a year, if not longer, which was piled on about six years of sadness prior to that. But but once I did, I was like, I'm gonna make some tough choices about who I'm spending my time with and like being honest with myself if if this was like a fun relationship or if it was destructive and discouraging. And I think that's really important and encouragement and true friendship and really fulfilling relationships come in all shapes and sizes. And they're usually not from the people you expect they're going to be from. So look alive. They're everywhere. Look under your desk. There might be a friend right there right now. Who knows? I just looked under my bench, my bedside bench. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing under here other than my sweaty legs. And then self-awareness and emotional intelligence, which which I talk about all the time. I'm hugely passionate about, but you can start building that right now. You're probably already building that. You're listening to this podcast. That's so much about what this is about. It's to me, the foundation of good mental health. And it's a great baseline for entering into actually going into therapy and and then talking to psychiatrists and having um, medications prescribed. Like the better you know yourself and the better you are at communicating your emotions to someone who doesn't know you, in in and amongst people that do know you, but like you're not going to know the doctor that well, the quicker you'll get to a solution. Absolutely. No two ways about it. So there are, there are books you can read, articles you can read, podcasts. (laughs) Maybe I'll put some recs on the girl boss site. Anyways. Okay. If I do that, a future general come in and tell us what's up. Hi, this is the very smart very talented future gen dropping in to offer up some book recommendations. First thing I'll say is that if you go to girlboss.com and search self-help books Jen Gotch, which is kind of a cool thing to be associated with, you'll find an article I wrote naming 10 of my very favorite self-help books. And it's a diverse group of books. Something for everyone, I promise. They have all in some way, shape, or form helped build my emotional intelligence. And as I was working to create a few more recommendations for you here, I realized it's not that easy to do because so much of that choice actually has a lot to do with what you are struggling to learn about yourself or the world, what you are passionate about, what you are curious about, etc., etc. So think about that as you start picking up books because the right self-help book at the wrong time will mostly be, well, kind of boring. Okay. All that said, as of late, I've personally been at war with my incredibly rude inner voice, and in an effort to learn more about why it's there, I have found myself toggling between two great books. First, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. It's about battling creative blocks and explains why we resist the things we should do the most. And second, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. 
it's kind of in the same vein as the War of Art, but comes at it from a slightly more spiritual angle. They have both helped me become more aware of when that voice is getting in the way, what it means, and how I can manage it. I could probably do a whole episode on books. Would you want that? Let me know. And in the meantime, I hope that helps. Back to you, Jen. Oh, this is this is another thing that um, we talked about in the conversation, which was like journaling. So just like writing down your feelings, processing that. Uh, so and then go back and look at it. You know, the emotional rating system. That's a huge part of this. A big part of what I did to understand like what the cycles were for me, and and like on paper I could see, hey, wow, I had like eight really bad days this month. That seems like too many. You know, those things, you can do all of that right now. You can start learning, you can start documenting, and then you'll be able to go back and reflect and really start to get some perspective on on what you're doing. And then you can, you know, get into phase two. Okay. Phase two in the in the scope of this podcast is going to be much shorter but in the scope of life is is equally as important to the long-winded phase 1 I, although i don't think it was long-winded i just covered a lot but i feel like once you have this baseline covered in the self-knowledge and you've like really looked at the things that you can look at you can actually start to engage with um, some mental health professionals and and start identifying what help you need. Now, all of that said, if you if you're feeling really horrible right now and you can get yourself to a therapist or a psychiatrist, like I would just do it. I'm not saying like suffer 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 struggle, um, but maybe at least take a look at the at the other things that I've outlined and like figure out like do I take an inventory of your life. And, and so at least you're aware of that stuff. But if you're feeling like total shit, then don't, don't wait six months. But if you can pace it, like do some of those things because most of them are free and you'll feel really proud of yourself. And then you go to the part where you're actually going to start paying money for help. And that's equally as important too. And how could I have done that in two minutes? better at nutshelling? Fuck. Maybe I need to be worse. Maybe I need to talk more. I don't know. We'll figure it out. They'll figure. I have very smart people figuring it out for me. And all I'm supposed to do is just relax, feel good about myself and talk. And you know what became the hardest thing ever in life? Relax, feel good about myself and talk. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. Um, last thing, I didn't really say this at the beginning, but maybe, I don't know. I can't put it back there, but I think this is a really good thing to think about too, which is just, um, I feel like I'm going to say this and then it's just like, it's, it's so broad that you might be like, why did you even say this? But anyways, why am I worried about that? See? Chen Gotch is okay sometimes. What I was going to say is I've really, when I look back at journals from like 17, 18, and, and definitely very aware of it now, you know, the whole, the whole sort of path to enlightenment and understanding like energies and, and the energy that we're made of and the energy of the universe and like getting in touch with your higher self and like identifying like ego versus soul. Again, a whole, whole other series of like seven podcasts probably, but that has really helped me now being on the other end of it. So having gone through and like identifying all these self-care things and really looking at my behaviors and, um, and then working with healthcare professionals, uh, to create, um, emotional, mental, physical wellness now, like to kind of approach the bigger picture, like, why am I here? Who am I? Who is that person inside of my head talking to me? You know, what's the true me? What's the meaning of life? 
that's been really interesting and has also given me a really interesting perspective on like the things that are problems and the things that probably aren't problems. So we'll talk more about that someday too. I feel like it's a, it's a big one to, to dig into. Um, but for now, I'm going to wrap it up and I'm not even going to close it because I know a smarter version of me is going to go into a studio and fucking bundle this in a brilliant way and then make this part okay. So if I make this part great, then I won't be able to have the part where smarty pants Jen, who's different than future Jen, can come in and be like eloquent and succinct. So here you go, smarty pants Jen. It's all yours. Hi. So you probably know that I have a dog named Philip. If you don't, now you know. I have a dog named Philip who is the love of my life. I grew up a cat person. Sorry, Gertie. I'm now a dog person who also has a cat, but prefers the dog. When Phil was a puppy, he used to get sick all the time from food. And he had a couple bouts of pancreatitis, which is very painful for the dog and very painful for the people that have to pay for the treatment of the pancreatitis. And the doctor said it had to do with what he was eating because he was eating like a lot of um, high fat foods. So years and years ago, Andrew and I started making Phil's food. Philip eats better than I eat. And there have been nights where I've cooked his food and... I just ate some of it for dinner, so it's true. I've eaten dog food, and I'm proud of it because it was delicious. Which takes me to our next sponsor. I am obviously incredibly particular about who I want to partner with as sponsors for this program because it's so personal. I feel like it would feel like a weird disconnect if I just like started talking about a product that didn't make sense for uh, my life or the lives of, of listeners. Um, but I got an email about the farmer's dog and I was like, let me Google this company. This sounds like it might make sense for me. Cause I had a sense that it was probably really great cooked food for your dog. And it was. And it's founded by two, I would say, very handsome gentlemen that live in Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn, so we're already best friends, obviously. They have cute dogs. They wanted to give their dogs great food. They started this company. So I'm signed up now. I haven't gotten the food yet, but it's coming. So I'm ready to talk about it because I just, I'm so excited. If this works, and I know it's going to work, this frees up so much time for me. So you, you go on the site and you, you complete like a short questionnaire and then they create a meal plan for you and it comes to your door pre-portioned, ready to just open and pour. And it looks and smells like real food because it is real food. So I'm definitely going to still eat it. So what they don't know is that when I answered the questions on the site, I answered them based on the food that I liked. Thankfully, Phil and I like the same food. So um, this is my new meal plan and Philip is going to share it with me. I'm very excited to get this. I'm excited to be able to tell you more. But for now, join me in the journey. You can start feeding your dog better today or at least very soon, you could try a week free at thefarmersdog.com slash, you guessed it, J-G-O-K, Jagok. Plus you get free shipping. So you get your first week free, free shipping at thefarmersdog.com slash J-G-O-K, thefarmersdog.com slash Jagok. How exciting is that? Do it and I'll do it. And then we'll come back and talk about how great it is and how happy our dogs are. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Phil, are you in on this? He just said yes. You can't see it or hear it because he speaks to me with his eyes, but trust me. Okay, bye. Um, great news. My anonymous source that I refer to in the recording you just heard has given me permission to reveal her true identity. And not only that, she's going to tell me and, 
in us exactly what she's been doing to feel better. And and I think I mentioned this earlier, but she's doing a really great job. Like I, we had the conversation and the next day she was just doing stuff. So I asked her if she would come on because I felt like it would be inspiring. Also, let me just say that her name is Allie LaBelle. She is one of my favorite people on the planet. She has worked for Bandeau for blank amount of years. <laughs> Sorry, Allie. You know I'm not great at stuff like that. Six years? I don't know. It feels like forever. Yeah, it's probably around six and a half years. She is so special. She is so smart. She is the child I wish I could have had, but it was not in the cards for us. She happens to have two amazing parents, so sometimes I just quietly pretend that she belongs to me. But either way, I cherish the fact that she is in my life. And I just recorded this part now because I felt like if I did that in front of her, she would be like, ah, Jen, she'd get embarrassed. She gets embarrassed sometimes. That's why I feel like she's my daughter. That's, I'm going to, I think it's getting awkward. (laughs) All I can think about is how this is going to make Allie feel. She knows she's loved. Okay, I'm going to shut this bitch down. Pack this bitch up and take this bitch to the Bando penthouse where I will have a brief yet meaningful discussion with Allie LaBelle about feeling better. I'm going to say stay tuned, but in the podcast, it's only going to take a fraction of a second. Okay. It's 4th of July. Happy 4th. You'll hear this after that, but you'll probably hear this. I don't know. I'm not going to try and do math now. Okay. Well, so we, I had come into your office and you were like, how are you doing? Like you do every (laughs) Thursday. And I instantly started crying. (laughs) I don't remember that part. Which I do like every other Thursday. I think you have this way about you where people can just like start crying when you ask them how they're doing. Um, Which is nice because it makes me feel... Like someone cares. Well, so basically, we met. We yeah, talked for we a really long time <laughs> during met. work hours to talk about personal business. Yeah, which we do every once in a the while. The lines are blurred. The lines are blurred. Yeah, and I mean, it's lucky that I have a boss that I can talk to about this stuff because yeah. I'm sure most people are like, I would never cry in my boss's office about like my health. Yeah. Um, well, but your me. boss cries in every office too. <laughs> so <laughs> I set the bar. <laughs> every office. <in> this <laughs> I actually go to other office buildings and just walk around and cry too because I don't want it to just be ours. Yeah, but we were talking a lot about. I was just feeling so sad in yeah. my life, yeah. and it wasn't any one thing. I was just. I was feeling depressed. I was depressed. Yeah. yeah. I still am depressed. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that was like rock bottom for me, sort yeah. of. That's, and that's like good. Rock bottom that's was rock pretty bottom. good. Yeah, that's not a bad rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even my rock bottom has high yeah. standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's a typical LaBelle rock yeah. bottom. I, my gotch, the gotch rock bottom is. Uh, it's a high achievement. There's flailing. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I felt like. I needed to sign up for, I needed to find a therapist. I needed to sign up for therapy. I needed to find the right person. I hadn't been working out. I hadn't been eating healthy. I hadn't been sleeping. I had been watching a lot of TV. <laughs> we talked um, about that. Yeah. Netflix and Yeah. Pasta. Face masks. I was doing that. So many. I did a face mask today. Yeah. Although I feel like I deserved that one. But yeah. we all deserve Band-Aids. Them, Band-Aids versus self-care. Yeah. And it's like I wasn't. I hadn't been looking at my finances. Everything was just... Yeah, like let it go. Yeah, it just yeah. was kind of like living day to day um, and putting lots of different kinds of Band-Aids on life. And so after we talked, I went home right away um, and started journaling because that was one of the things you had suggested mm-hmm. is like write down like what you eat or how you're feeling or just anything. Just mm-hmm. write something down. 
And I've been doing that every day since then. Um, Have you looked back hoping. and, mm -hmm. yeah, is it interesting to see? It's cool because the app I use, you can see a week at a glance and it does have like a very elementary mood tracker to it. So I can uh, see like, well, you were. five out of seven days this week, I was like the happy face. Yeah. But two days, <laughs> I was like the face with the mouth, <laughs> like <laughs> sliding off of its face. Yeah. So. We'll have to give sound effects to you <laughs> yeah. No one can see. No one can see. Um, is that the Grid Diary thing? Yeah, that's the Grid Diary thing. I downloaded that too because you influenced me. Mm -hmm. and, but then I went in and painstakingly changed all the questions. Mm -hmm. And I guess there, it doesn't save it. Oh, you have, yeah. <laughs> you have to do something. I did that too. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to fucking use this Grid Diary. <laughs> I'm going to use the fucking shit out of this. And then I was like, okay, these questions are good, but they're making me think like I could do ones yeah. that are really specific to like what I want to be doing right now. And I literally changed each one of them, not to another, yeah, like you wrote pre-written. I wrote them from the heart mm -hmm. and then answered them. And then the next day the reminder came up to put, to enter into your journal and it was back at the default questions. Uh, and I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, you have to save it as a template. Okay. And then it'll... And there's some settings and stuff. I'll help you. Okay. So I just but, have to screenshot the ones that I... Yeah. there must be one yeah, day that has it. Day, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually think I might, like, go back and write new questions because mm -hmm. I think, like, you just learn what you need to know. Yeah. And so... Yeah, so I've been using that. Um, and also it, like, encourages me... Because the questions I wrote are like, did you work out today? What did yeah. you eat today? It's like encouraging me. Like, I feel like I want to do those things yeah. because I want to put it in. Well, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's accountability. That's right. why they, I mean, that's half the reason why people say write stuff down is to hold yourself accountable. Plus, I also think like, at least for me, knowing that you're going to journal or like rate your mood or any of that means that you're like more aware during mm -hmm. the day like you're not so you wouldn't have a string of six days where you were in a shitty mood and you didn't notice it because you would notice right away like that's yeah. why for me after years and years of doing that I was literally driving over here and I was like fuck my mood changed but like so it's like unfortunately I'm too I'm in too deep right. I know second to second but I think there's a middle ground where it's like at least you know like mm -hmm. At lunch, you're like, wait, I'm not feeling good. I'll have to remember to write that down later. But also going into this next meeting that might be stressful, like, it's good for me to just be aware. Totally. Yeah. Well, and I think that I've had problems doing things, like, even, like, journaling or logging my food or, I mean, just sticking anything. with it, committing to anything in the yeah. past because as soon as I don't do it, like, as soon as I break the streak, yeah. I'm going to go through a thing where I'm like... Fail. you're a failure you yeah. suck at this this is yeah. why you can't do things like this and so going into it and we had talked about it on that one yeah <laughs> that one very long <laughs> in meeting. our quote-unquote meeting yeah um I've just like given myself permission to skip days if yeah. I want to yeah. and I haven't skipped a day but I will skip a day eventually and that goes for working out and eating healthy I mean we had cake in the office yesterday I yeah. ate a piece of cake but I also eat like a ton of broccoli for dinner yeah it's yeah. just like kind of realizing that like each each decision you make throughout the day is just that it's like just a decision you make and yeah. then you just make a different decision on the next time you yeah. know and it doesn't have to be so like you're winning at everything or you're losing at everything but like in every area of my life that's always been what it is yeah. like I'm either like amazing yeah at it or yeah suck yeah it, so. well and we're we're both kind of perfectionists so yeah. it's like you hold yourself to a certain standard but I think um if I can remember correctly which is like there's that's a 50 50 shot but I do <laughs> think like I was talking about self-care and I think giving yourself a break mm -hmm. like cutting yourself some slack is a big part of that because the yeah. other uh, flip side of that is like self-deprecation and shame and then that only contributes to like feeling worse right and then doing more whether it's like emotional eating or just beating yourself up or sleeping too much or just like not wanting to interact like it just doesn't go anywhere so. yeah it just makes you feel like okay I missed my workout class this morning so whatever it's all gone to shit I'm gonna yeah. like yeah drink I'm gonna a frappuccino go to McDonald's. yeah right. <laughs> yours know? is frappuccino I'm gonna drive McDonald's drive through with like three 
whatever those fucking things are called, hash browns. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember. Oh, <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> um, okay, so tell me about the shopping. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> was that, because yeah, that has to do with financial stuff or just like restraint? It has, it has a couple, it has a couple things. <laughs> this may be, this may, this may be, be his own episode. <laughs> Well, so, like, one of the things that I identified as a way that I could care for myself better was to get a hold of my finances. Yeah. And it's not like I, I'm really lucky in that I'm not living in, like, a ton of debt or anything. Yeah. But um, I do have this, like, my, like, self-soothing go-to yeah. is to go buy something. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, you have champagne taste. I do. I do have <laughs> champagne taste. And so, like... In any given week, I might place, like, three online orders for stuff. And that's probably, like, too many online orders per week. Um, Like, I'm spending a lot of money. It doesn't feel real, too. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like money I'm really spending. And then there's this, like, whole gratification of, like, checking my mailbox every day and, like, seeing something. It feels like I'm, like, opening a present. And I'm, like, it's just self-soothing. It's not... It's not even stuff I really want or need. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah. more stuff. And yeah. so... Um, it's true. Yeah, it just was, like, a, it was a waste. And so, just for the month of July, I've just been... It's no shopping. And that yeah. doesn't mean, like, I'm going to buy toilet paper. Yeah. I'm okay. almost Two. out. So, so I'm going to steal here. I've done that before. But it just means, like... When I have that impulse of like, oh, I th- like that's cute. I, I want that, that. Too. or I want to look like that girl on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. That shots was a fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> you say firework each time, and I say shots fire. Um, We're coming from two different places. Yeah. Um, but when I like have that impulse, I just want to like recognize that that's an impulse and like, yeah. make the decision to move on from it. And then yeah. like next month, like it's not going to be like. I just spend all of the money I saved in July in August. It's like, hopefully I'll have built up the yeah. like response to be like, is this something I really want? Then great. Like I should totally buy it. I'm yeah. going to buy stuff for myself. But so like, I don't know, I might mess up this month and yeah. like, buy something. And then like the hope is that like taking this approach to just like one thing at a time, like address it and move on. Actually, yeah. one of the things that really helped me, identify that and I know you're going to talk about this in another episode but I read that food therapist book mm. actually to be totally honest I only read 75% of well, that that's, when I say I read a book I read like the introduction flip through <laughs> to any chapters that made sense and then yeah. closed the book Flips so through, <laughs> 75% is a lot yeah I read most of it um and then I stopped reading it because it was like hitting too close to home yeah. and sometimes it's just like you're not available for the information yeah 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 but, well because you know there's responsibility and information yeah. one of the things that she talks about in the book is taking that approach with food like yeah if, if you want to eat pasta look at the pasta like acknowledge that this is what you want to eat that you're making this decision and then just move yeah. on from it like that own your decision yeah, and, like yeah, really yeah. like calculate not like in a in like a punishing way but like in a like just it's your decision you're in yeah. control it's yeah, your yeah, body yeah. and your so I'm trying to take that approach to working out and to shopping and to everything like the things that I can control are the things I can control and then everything else it's like not worth like no you can't well I mean if, you, if it's if you can't control it you can't control it but I think the other thing you were saying like it does it has to do with just like being clear about your intentions mm-hmm. and and letting that be the guide and then knowing that like you're not going to have a perfect record on anything but yeah. like if you're if you're aware and you know what your intentions are then it's like I mean like last night it was last night yeah it was just like yesterday was just a hard day not because anything bad happened but just because I had to do a lot of different things mm-hmm. and then Christina and I were here talking late and I was just, like, getting all crunched in my brain. And I was just like, it's too much. I can't think. And then I just, like, um, went home and just had, like, three beers and just, like, zoned out in front of the TV. But it was, but it was like, that was my intention for mm-hmm. that day. Because I was just like, I need to. Now, if I did that, like, seven days in a row, right. I would be like, there's a, there's a larger problem here. But I think it's like, um, and there's been lots of days that I have felt not not quite that stress and I'm like just go for a walk like don't 
you know? Mm-hmm. But so I think it, I think it is like identifying that, cutting yourself some slack. You were exercising already. Oh, but then you got hurt. You got injured. Yeah. Well, so this is like the other thing. <laughs> this all, it all connects. <laughs> I was doing a thing. I had been exercising a lot um, yeah. over the last couple of years, but I wasn't like really pushing myself. I was like going to a casual Pilates class yeah. every couple of days. Um, and then I got the idea that I was going to run mm. a mile a day and like those yeah. are the perf. That's the perfect recipe for me yeah. to totally fail yeah. because I tripped yeah. on a tree branch and I <laughs> scraped up my whole body and I couldn't run and I was like, it just sent yeah. me into a hole. Yeah, like, like it devastated me. Like, yeah, it was so dumb because I had like a 15 day streak or something and yeah. I tripped and it hurt but it just like hurt more yeah. emotionally yeah. than it did physically like, like it's over yeah and I like canceled all my plans for that day and just like cried because I yeah. was like I'm such a failure I can't even run one mile on my sidewalk in my neighborhood I was like around the corner from my house and then I didn't work out for like weeks mm. after and then so like that plus eating pasta every single day because yeah. I run a pasta Instagram account and I'm yeah. addicted to it. And Shout out to Pasta Girlfriend. Yeah, at Pasta Girlfriend. <laughs> um, plus just like being stressed at work and being stressed at home and whatever. All of those things coinciding just like that was what rock bottom was to me when I felt like I wasn't in, in control of anything. Yeah. Um, and so like when we talked, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tackle a therapist thing right now. At yeah. some point I will. Like yeah. I know I need to see one. But let me just like pick a thing and yeah. start there. So I started with food. Yeah. And then I exercise was really natural too because like I had been working out. I'm doing things that are like a little more challenging for me just to like mix it up. Yeah. Um, that's smart. And that's been good. Well, I was going to try and tie it up in a neat bow, but there's another version of me that comes up in and does that after yeah. someone else listens future to Jen it. Will come in and future Jen will come in. So future up. Jen corrects mistakes okay. and adds information when I think there's more information to be added uh-huh. if I glazed over something. And then um, in studio, Jen mm-hmm. comes in with direction from editors and producers and says, this is what you're about to hear, slash this is what you just hear heard (laughs) this is you here here now or this is why this is going to be great for you or you Mm -hmm. should pay attention if so so we don't have to we don't have to worry about it we go bye guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) toodaloo well i am looking for a do you have any sense of what my exit i was gonna bring back toodaloo but it's not really it's not really (laughs) catching I usually just say, like, bye. Yeah, I like that. Just intimate. (laughs) It's my sexy voice. Bye. So there you have it. Feeling better is well within your reach. I wonder what you're going to start with. 20 minutes of sunlight in your eyes each day? Wait, did I even say that in the episode? Man, if not, it's a good one. And you don't have to go out and stare at the sun. That seems dangerous. But just sit outside or go for a walk without lenses, like sunglasses or optical glasses. Or what about just jotting down your thoughts and feelings for 10 minutes at the end of the day today and see how it feels? And be sure to add in something you feel grateful for, too. That's a nice thought to dwell on before you go to sleep instead of something negative or self-deprecating. Whatever you do, I hope you feel up to trying something, and I hope it makes you feel better. And I think this part goes without saying, but thank you for continuing to spread the word about this podcast and me and my dad. This feels like a great episode that you could share with someone who is feeling low or stressed or overwhelmed and could just use a nudge in the right direction. This could be the nudge. I'm making a nudging gesture now. You can't see it, but it's there. Okay, bye. What do you know about the after show? It's the JGOK after show. You don't know about the after show, but it's the show I almost forgot to record this week. But I remembered I was falling asleep and I thought, 
Oh no, the after show. What have I done? That noise you might be hearing in the background is my fan because we're still in an epic heat wave in Los Angeles. But here's the thing. It's a new moon tonight. I think it's the new moon. So you're supposed to set your intentions. So I'm going to just set them here on the after show. They are... I have about 42. But I'm just going to say the two that come to mind that I've been thinking about the most lately. One is... To be... To clean slate it. My intention is to open my heart even to people that I have placed judgment on in the past or I have hold a behave something against them, a way that they behaved to me at one point or something that I experienced from them. Um, I'm just going to clean slate it and I'm going to give everyone a fair shot unless they were a total dick to me, in which case they can suck it. But everybody else gets to start over and I'm going to open my heart to everyone because I just don't want to carry that garbage anymore. We're all human. We have good days and bad days, so so it's okay. I'm only going to judge for myself and my own experiences instead of just trying to make sense of things I hear and see and one-off things. I've been proven wrong too many times. Second is to get her done. <laughs> My intention is to do the work that I have set out to do that I am so grateful to have and do it with integrity and do it with gratitude and do it with excitement and just do it. Push through the blocks we know why they're there. We can move them aside and we can get some really important work done. Okay, that's that's my that's my two. That's my two for Tuesday. There you have it. Now I can go to sleep knowing full well that I did my job, that I kept my promise. That's it. Bye-bye now. <laughs>